welcome to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Joyous conversations about what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about our one reality. You have nothing to fear. You are eternal and you are perfectly loved. Knowing the truth changes everything. Now, here's Roberta. Welcome to Seek Reality. I'm Roberta Grimes and I'm so happy you're with us today. Perhaps the biggest reason why it's so hard for people really to believe in life after death is that most people have trouble imagining where we go when we die. I remember when I was a little child, I used to imagine my great-grandparents, and then later on, I was it was my, my grandparents, sitting up there on the edges of clouds and swinging their feet and looking down and I always assumed they must be bored way up there, you know, bored to death. I Sorry, I have to say it that way. Way up there wishing they were down here with us. But we can't even see all those dead people now. And we can't imagine where they really are. And it's hard to imagine our loved ones actually have even survived their deaths when we don't know where they are. And for the past almost two centuries, we've been getting these excellent and very consistent communications from people that we used to think were dead. But each communication gives us a separate tiny piece of what's such a gigantic whole. And then there are those near-death experiences which do nothing but complicate things because none of those people who have ever actually died, even for a, even for a minute, even for a second, and they all have had different weird dreamlike experiences that have nothing to do with death, but they think they've died and come back to life, and all they do is confuse us. So now we have this gigantic body of immensely confusing information that has is accumulated almost of almost 200 years of information we have now. And we have a whole lot of people who are, are experts on tiny pieces of those 200 years worth of information. And all these, all these experts believe they know a lot, but they don't really know that much. Although they're experts, as I say, on tiny bits of it. And uh, frankly, it's a mess. It's truly a mess. How do we make sense of all of that? It's little wonder that most people are so confused. And all of this is why Craig Hogan and I have started SeekReality.com as a repository of all the genuine information that we could find that has been received about life after death and how, how that set of realities fits with this reality. And it's long past time to help people start to understand how all of it actually works. And here to help us talk about all of this is the only person, frankly, who's living in a physical body at the moment who has spent enough time studying it all that he really can talk about it. This is his 41st appearance on Seek Reality. Here is my precious dear friend, Dr. R. Craig Hogan. Craig, welcome. I'm so happy to have you with us today. Thank you, Roberta. I'm looking forward to this. I'm always happy to be with you. And so let's get started. We've got lots to say. Here's the thing. I just briefly, uh, 15 years ago, I didn't know Craig Hogan. And I had spent, you know, 40 some years just trying to put it together myself. And I first read Your Eternal Self by Craig Hogan. I was so impressed with it that I invited him to come to Austin. And he and I started talking about this. Someone I'd never met, but I had read his book. I was impressed with it. And we started talking about it. And 
we were we were completely completing one another's sentences. It was amazing. If you've ever had this kind of experience where you think you've figured something out and you're talking with somebody else who has figured that thing out and you figured the same things out and you come to the same conclusions. It's the most expe amazing experience I've ever had in my life. I found somebody else who had my same really weird hobby and we had come to the same conclusions. I, I It was the most, frankly, the most amazing experience I've ever had. We've been working together for the past 15 years, ever since then. And, and now we're going to try to basically do it in real time in front of you. Talk about what we've learned about this whole gigantic reality. We think the universe is big, you and I do. Uh-uh. The universe is tiny compared to all of this gigantic whole reality. But I'm going to let Craig be the expert because, frankly, he has figured it out even better than I have now. But he, we've, he's been working on it for the past 15 years when I've gone on to talk about other things. So, Craig, you've got the floor. Go to it, dear. Yeah, thank you. It is phenomenal. There is so much more to reality than this limited space that we're in. But we only see this. It's rather like we're earthworms and we can only see that little tunnel ahead of us. And we don't see the whole world. We don't see everything that's outside of us. Everything that is outside of us is, is not in a situation, in a presence that can be accessed through simply looking or using the senses. So we have to be able to access this by going inside of ourselves. And that's something we're not used to doing. People are just not taught how to do that. And so we associate everything when we talk about, well, where is heaven? Where is the life after this life? we immediately think of geography. It's in some space someplace, it's on another planet, or it's it's deep inside the earth, as people used to think, and uh, that there was a hell there. And, and so we are always looking for something someplace in geography, and it isn't that at all. It's entirely within, and we can access it by just closing our eyes and relaxing. And that's difficult for people to understand because we're not taught to go inside. We're taught that what's inside is is really ignorant and immature, and science tells us that, that we are being deceived when we go inside. There's always hallucinations and things that we shouldn't be believing. And so science has taught us that, and religion has taught us as well. The only truth is in the Gospels, it's in the Bible, it's in, in the words that the church says. And don't listen to that, that voice inside of you because that voice is a demon. And so we're, there, people have been taught that and believe it now. We must, if we're going to understand the life after this life, the greater reality, where we're going to be going after we leave this life, we must go inside. We have to become accustomed to looking there for the answers. Every answer to every question that was posed in the universe is available to us individually. We don't have to go through any conduits. We don't have to seek out some special God or some special dispensation so that we can get to it. It is all available to us. All we have to do is relax and go into it. See what I mean? He really is boggling. But the, right, the thing is, if, if we were going to, the, all of that is true, but if we are going to try to envision it in a simplistic way, really, when I tell try to tell people how it feels to actually die, I ask them to envision a TV set. That in the room around them are all these channels, and right now they're tuned to a channel, which is this body on this level of reality, right? I mean, that's kind of the way you can envision 
where you are right now. Yeah, that's true. We are on a, a focus. So it's much like we were standing in front of a waterfall, looking at the waterfall, and we turned around and we looked at the forest. Look back at the waterfall, it's still there. The forest is still there. We can go back and forth looking at them. So all we're doing is we're changing focus. So yes. we at the, the end of this life, then we the body ceases to function. When the body ceases to function, then we're released from the focus upon the earth realm. We turn around and we go to the focus on the next realm. Yes. And there, there are millions of these realms, you know, there could be many of them, but we will go from this realm into what's called Summerland. And it's a realm very much like the earth, but it's, it has none of the drawbacks and it's much more glorious. So we're focused now, we're standing in front of the earth realm, seeing it, experiencing it, having all of the pleasures and all of, all of the trials and tribulations of the earth realm. When we go transition from the earth realm, we just turn around. We just look another direction. And then we're in Summerland, which is the next realm that we're going to be going in. And it's that quick and that, that easy. Everyone who's gone through the transition, who comes back and speaks to us from the other side, says that it was the simplest, easiest thing in the world. There's no need to fear the transition because the transition happens effortlessly, painlessly. There is no pain. No one ever experiences pain at the transition. There is pain leading up to it. There are pain, the pain of the physical body or of the tragedy that's happening. But the actual tragedy itself, the person does not feel. There's one story about a man named Swain who came through from the other side. And he was describing what happened to him when he made his transition. He was riding down the road and was with his fiance's sister. She was sitting in the car next to him. And suddenly he saw sudden blinding lights coming at him. And, and that's the last thing that he saw. He knew it was the, a semi truck that was coming at him full speed. And a moment later, then he was rising up out of the car. He, his fiance's sister was rising up with him. He took her hand and 30 feet above the car, they watched the accident happen. They were spared from it. We are not, we do not experience the pain of the transition. We simply go to sleep and then we're on the other side or we simply rise up out of the body and we're no longer in the body, but there is no pain involved in it, regardless of the circumstances by which it happens. I think that's one of the wonderful things that a lot of people are comforted by when they when they learn it, because many, many transitions of young people happen in auto accidents. And people worry so much, oh, my, my son, my daughter, my grandchild suffered because what a horrible accident. Look how mangled the body is. They didn't suffer at all. They saw it from above. That's the easiest way for a young person to transition is in an auto accident. The death is instantaneous and they were out of the body and they saw it from above. Mikey Morgan is a name many people who, who uh, listen to Seek Reality know. Mikey Morgan died in an auto accident. It happened, uh, he, he saw it from above, and he, he was totally um, unharmed. <laughs> he, was, he, 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 just, uh, he, just, he saw it from above. So if you have a loved one who died in an auto accident and you know, know that it was not only was the death instantaneous, but they weren't even in the body at the time. It happened when they were they saw it from above. So you can be very comforted by that. What 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 Craig just said is absolutely true. 
Yeah, well, we know that to be true. We hear that from many people who made the transition. Yeah. So if somebody has an accident and they're then in a coma or they're in a vegetative state, they have already gone on. So yeah. the body is here, the body is alive, but they are not there. They're not in that vegetative state. So if it looks like the body's in pain or the body's convulsing, that is not them. They are not experiencing that at all. They've already gone on. Now, sometimes people will, after a while, they will wake up. They will come to. When they come to, then they start using the body again. They come back to the body. But before that, while they were in a coma or in, in a vegetative state, they were not in the body. And if they're not going to be coming back, if they're not going to be having any experience on the earth realm again, then they will simply go on. They will continue their life and the life of this life. And they will know what's going on with their body. They can watch it. They can come back and see it. But most of them are not interested in, in doing that. But they are concerned about their loved ones, the loved ones who are around the body. And they will come back and, and support them and, and try to help them to feel better by inspiring them to feel better about what's happened. But if people just realize the fact that when somebody is in a coma, in a vegetative state, if their body is convulsing, they just realize that is not the person, that is not the person having pain. It is simply the body reacting in the same way that, that if you put an electrode on a frog's leg, the frog's leg will jump. It's the same thing. It's just the body doing it. I, I think that's very comforting for a lot of parents and, and people uh, who, who love someone who has been in an accident of any sort uh, or in any kind of difficult situation like that. But, uh, but, but anyway, so, so talk a little bit about the geography of this greater reality that we enter when we transition and where is it? Uh, so you, it's really it's sort of internal is what you're saying. It's because it's part of consciousness which is something which which science doesn't study, and therefore, uh, and I mean, science basically says it's created by our minds. Which, uh, we, but it's created. They say it's created by our brains, which of course makes no sense at all. Yeah, there is the mind is not in the brain. The brain, the mind has nothing to do with the brain. The yes. brain does not create the mind. Uh, some people believe that the the mind, the brain, secretes the mind just like the adrenal glands secrete adrenaline. <laughs> right. Simply not true. The mind is not in the brain. Now, we know that the mind is not in the brain because of the fact that when we make the transition, the mind is whole and healthy, has all of the memories, has all the attitudes, has all of the loves. Yes. Like that it had before, they stay with it because of the fact that the mind is not in the brain, it never was in the brain. So right. when the brain goes away, the mind just goes on merrily on its own way. Right. So we know that the, the we then will go into the next realm of life, and we're accustomed to thinking of things in geography. We have to think of things in spaces. So if somebody says, where is heaven? Where means that it's going to be in some other country, on some other planet, and some right. other place. And that is not it at all. To understand where heaven is or where the next life is, we have to relinquish the idea of geography in the earth realm. And we have to see it as simply then our minds are taking on a change of focus. We are now experiencing the bodies. So we're having bodily experiences. We can think about our left foot or we can think about our, our shoulder and, and we get the feelings, the sensations that are going on, or we might have a, a headache. So we, all of these sensations are coming out of the body. We continue to have those sensations in the body as long as we're using the body. 
when we no longer want to use the body, then the body just kind of drops away. And we have to have a reason for things to happen. And so the body, quote, dies. And so once the body has is out of the way, we just continue. We go on to the next realm of life just by turning around and looking at the life that's behind us. It's always been there. And when we do that, then after that, we have no more death type transitions where we have a sudden change into another life. From then on, everything is a transition. Everything is a gradual transition. We talk about levels in the next life, and there are levels, but they're not levels in the sense that we graduate from one to the next. We don't go from level three to level four in a graduation ceremony. What happens is it's like when we go from one age to another. So we go from infancy into childhood, childhood into adolescence, adolescence into young adulthood. And each one of those is a stage that we can identify, but it happens gradually. It doesn't have, you don't have a graduation from childhood into adolescence. And the same thing happens when we go from one stage to another within our eternal lives. So we will go in a transition from this stage to the next stage. That's a, a drop of the body. But as far as our mind's concerned, as far as who we are in eternity, we only transition into the next life. We just move from one place to another in, in our minds. In other words, it's just a different focus. So we don't have to worry about where heaven is or, or is heaven in a far off planet someplace. Heaven is here. It's inside of us. All we have to do is change our focus. But see, that's such, the way you say it, it is so easy to me to understand and see. The first time people hear it, it sounds so boggling because you don't have a body anymore. So where's the me? is what people are thinking. How is there a me? Yeah, and we do have a me. We still have a me. It's just that this me then is, is a different me. People are thinking, how are you eternal? Where are you? Yeah, are and, you and, and we all we have to do is understand the fact that we are right now here. And when we say here, what we're doing is we're saying, this is where I'm having experiences. These are the experiences I'm having. I'm having the experiences of seeing things around me and hearing things around me. It's only those experiences that exist. The, the physical realm does not exist outside of us. There is no world outside of our minds. So our minds are having experiences in a physical realm. And then we just change experiences when we go on to the next realm. And it's very much like we are living in a realm now which has certain parameters. We have geography and, and we have time and, and we have sights and sounds and textures. And when we go into the next life, all of that goes with us. All of the sights and sounds and textures, we have all of those things that go with us just in a different focus, just in a different reality. And once we do that, then we accept that reality and, and it's not like we have to adjust to it. it we just pick it up. People, when they go on to the next life, then they remark that it's almost like they were fell asleep and were dreaming. And they just woke up. They woke up in the next life. Many people go to what's called a, a, a um, what's a much like a hospital. It's a convalescent, convalescent area in the next life. And they wake up in this convalescent area. For them, it feels like they're waking up in a hospital. They think that the life there is exactly the same as the life they've had here. There was a woman named Mary Ross who had passed away. She was on her deathbed, and, the, and that's the last thing she remembered. And she woke up, and she was in a bed. 
It was a bed with a, a large area where there are a lot of other beds. There were no walls, there was no ceiling, and there were people that were around her. And, and she woke up there and she thought, oh, she was in a hospital. She was on her deathbed and she was dying and she knew it. And, and all of a sudden, here she was, she was in the hospital. She had a body, right? I mean, yeah, she in her body. She had a body because right. we do have a body. We have a body exactly the same as we have now, except it's a body that's in our prime, in our 20s and 30s. It is right. healthy. There are no old people diseases in the life after this life. There are no diseases that will make us disabled in the life after this life. All of that goes away. So we do have a body. And she woke up and, and she had her body, just like she would, would be normally. And she looked over in the bed next to her and there was a, a little girl over there. And, and the little girl looked very healthy. She looked like there was no sickness. And she was wondering why this little girl was in the hospital with her. And so she said to her, what's wrong with you? And she said, I've got diphtheria. And diphtheria was a fatal disease. <laughs> right. She was a fatal disease. Nobody lived through the diphtheria. Uh, millions of children died from it. And so then she said, but, but you look so healthy. You can't have diphtheria. You know, you look, you look just as healthy as, as a newborn child. Right. And so what she did was uh, she said, no, uh, I don't understand it, but I, I just know that I, I love it here. I feel so good. I feel so healthy. And it's a, just a wonderful feeling. And just a while ago, I was feeling so sick. And so then her sister came, which she saw her at a distance walking into this convalescent area, this right there, like a hospital. And she saw her sister, her sister's name was Kate. And it's just a wonderful, we, we have a recording of this and you can hear her saying, but she, as her sister comes in, she describes it as saying, then I saw my sister Kate coming to me and I couldn't believe it. What's going on? Kate's dead. This can't be Kate. And she, it's just a wonderful dialogue that she goes through explaining the fact that she then Kate explained to her that she had passed on. She had gone on to the next life and that her loved ones are waiting in the garden down below. And the woman said, well, but I, I don't have any clothes on. I've just got my nightgown. And her sister said to her, no, I've already clothed you. And uh, she looked down and sure enough, she had a beautiful dress on. And the dress then had been given to her by the daughter, by her sister. And she said, well, how did you do that? I didn't know that you clothed me. And she said, I just intended for you to have the clothing. And the woman said, well, do you think I can do that? And she said, yes, you'll learn how to do that. So it's a, a wonderful reunion. We, we just go on to the next life. It is a very easy transition. People don't even realize that they've made the transition. Yeah, it, it is quite, quite wonderful, actually. <laughs> And people find it impossible to believe, but once they believe, it's so easy. It's so easy. I love the way you describe all of this. No, it's quite it's quite fantastic. It's it's and it's it all happens in our minds. Our minds, it turns out, are greater, are bigger, far bigger than the universe. <laughs> Yeah, it's entirely in the mind. When, when we say it's in the mind, we have a tendency to think of that. Well, it means that that's inside of our skulls. No, it's not. That's the beauty of it. We refer to when we say, I can't get it out of my head, we, <laughs> you know, because we think that the, the mind is somehow in the skull. It is not. When we go into the mind, when we go into the mind, we're going to something which is much greater than this reality. Right. It's outside of this reality. And so then when we go into the mind, if we can get used to going into the mind, we are tasting the eternal lives that we have. Yes. So all we have to do is relax. 
go into that mind that we have inside of us and it will open up all kinds of things. It's a treasure chest full of things that will come. Quite literally. Us. And it's of yeah. infinite size, quite yeah. literally. And some of the things that will come to us when we close our, our eyes and relax our minds is that the people who we love, who are living in the life after this life, they will communicate with us. All we have to do is close our eyes and talk to them and they will respond to us. The first thing that comes into our mind when we close our eyes and we ask a question or we make a statement, the first notion that comes to our mind is the response. It happens so quickly that sometimes it happens while we're making, asking the question or even yes. before we ask the question because they before, know. Before, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we just have to accept that notion of what the response is, is the response. When people get used to doing that, it begins to accelerate. The, we get into the zone. Uh, so we're, we have these conversations and they just flow from one statement to another. You ask a question, you get a response, you make a response to that, and it becomes easy. People just have to learn how to go inside. That's where the greater reality is. That's where heaven is. That's where our loved ones are. Go inside, talk to them, and accept the responses that we get. It's far more beautiful. This whole gigantic greater reality is is so easily accessible to all of us and is far more beautiful than anything that we can possibly contemplate and is all accessible within our minds because what is our minds are actually greater than the universe that we think we are seeing with our eyes. I think that's the part that's the hardest for people trying to understand death and the afterlife, really to comprehend. Yeah, we because, have to give up. Because it's, I mean, and I can't really describe it nearly as well as you can. I mean, you can get into the zone and you can talk about it, Craig, much better than I can. Yeah, it's easy for us to do it. All we have to do is become accustomed to it. We're not, uh, we're not taught from childhood how to go inside and understand what's there. We're taught that everything is outside. We yeah. go to school, go to school <laughs> and terrible. all the authorities are in the books. We go to church and all the authorities are in the Bible. Everything is outside of us. And we're taught not to go inside. That if you go inside, it's childish and it's immature. And you shouldn't expect anything good to come out of what goes on inside of you. And it's exactly the opposite. All of the wisdom is inside of us. It's yeah. something which is available to us. All of it is available to us and we can enjoy it from moment to moment. All we have to do is learn how to do it. I can do remote viewing. I can sit in my office in Illinois and I can view something that's on somebody's desk in New Jersey. And I have actually have the, the drawings, the sketches that I made and the photographs that are online to show everybody how it's done. It's called remote viewing. And what that means is that our minds are not in the brain that our minds are, are outside of it and are, as you say, they are the entire universe. Everything in the universe is accessible. We are able to access anything anywhere. We just don't know how to do it. We don't know what the cues are to do it. I think that the problem is that we trust our, our theoretically, our, our authorities much more than we should. Um, the reality, as you say, is, I mean, we, we know there is no time and there is no space. That's a fact. And our minds are eternal and our minds have no time and no space. 
When we really understand that, we can do what you can do, Craig. Yeah, all you have to do is understand the fact that, that everything is accessible to us. If you go inside and if you learn the right cues, and that's important, it's different because of the fact that there's a whole universe available to us and we have to be able to pin, pinpoint what it is that we want. So for instance, if we say, I want to remember my mother's image, I want to remember what her face looked like, immediately that pops into my mind. It's something that I intended to have happen, so it comes to me automatically. We can go through all of our memories in, in our entire lives and we can go from one to another. Those all exist. They're out there in the greater reality and we can access them because they're experiences we've had. But we can also access experiences that we have never had with our bodies. We can access experiences, for instance, through remote viewing, where I can see things a thousand miles away, in past life regressions, where we can get information about someone else's life, in psychic activity, in which we can get information about somebody that we don't know about something that's happened in their life, and we can describe it to them. All of these things are coming out of the greater reality. We have access to all of that. All we have to do is have the cues to be able to get it. So if I could, if, if, if I were able to think about, well, what is going on with George Washington right now? He's crossing the Delaware. What is he thinking? And if I could cue that in, if I could access it, I would be able to discover what it is. Of course, we can't do that. We can't access everything in the universe. I can't talk to Elvis. You know, it's, a, it's just one of those things that we can only get what we can cue up out of our minds, but we can cue up so much more than we realize. And if we just close our eyes and go into the, that wonderful world that's inside, that is the entire universe, the greater reality, then we can discover all kinds of things there. And we can talk to our loved ones anytime we want. More and more, I'm hearing from people as the veil thins, who are able to do more and more of that talking to their loved ones, much more than say, even 10 years ago, 15 years ago, which I think is very reassuring. Um, it's very comforting to, 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 to them, certainly, that they're doing that. Um, but it's happening. I mean, we, we, we've been told it was going to happen, and I, it actually is happening now, and I'd love to see it. Yeah, we're learning many more things. We're always learning more about how we can communicate. So we've gotten to the point now where, where there are over a dozen methods that anybody can use. This is not mental mediums, it's not physical mediums, it's things that anybody can use. Can use. And so we've got all of these methods now. Some of them uh, are done by psychotherapists. So people can sit in the psychotherapist's office and the psychotherapist can put them into a state of mind in which they have an afterlife communication. There are now hundreds of psychotherapists that are using these procedures. There are actually three different procedures. All of them help people to have their own afterlife communication. We teach how to have the afterlife, afterlife connections. People can learn through our online training program at afterlifeinstitute.org slash self-guided. It's a self-guided afterlife communication procedure. Anybody can use it. We're teaching people how to use it all over the world. People are using pendulums. Uh, Carol Morgan is using pendulums to speak to Mikey. And she's gotten so good at it that actually the pendulum is, no, is not as necessary. When she's using the pendulum, he's actually giving her, her the information in her mind. She already knows what he's going to be giving her even before the pendulum moves because she is so much in tune with him.
now and it is something which happens easily all she had to do was to learn how to do it and then it came to her that's all we have to do with any of these methods of communication um i i think that it's just it's just very exciting and very comforting um one of the things which if we're not doing now we will be doing at seekreality.com is teaching people much more direct communication with their loved ones because that's the whole point of seekreality.com we talk about it here every week um it's meant to be a way for us to organize the the evidence for life after death enough so that everybody will know that their life is eternal that's the whole point of that website because there's so much confusion in the in the um it's sort of in the ether at this point now with with near death experiences and and with other things too i mean there now suddenly um it it's believed because of of some uh, some things that have happened during uh, shared death experiences it's suddenly believed there's something called a conductor that always shows up when you die well that simply isn't true i mean i i, I don't know what that is that's sort of a, a rescue person that sometimes happens i guess but that's not common um that uh, that's something that's happened only lately i guess in in some crossings that there's been something called a conductor that shows up and there are all kinds of uh, there are fables and, and superstitions and they have arisen some of them arose out of the eastern religions we're still carrying those and some of them have arisen out of the new age experiences the new agers and some individual becomes a guru or has becomes inspired and believes that, that that person understands what's going on in the life after this life in the transition and so they say things that are absolutely not true they're just coming out of their intuition all of the information that roberta and i receive everything that we teach about is comes from people living in the life after this life it's corroborated by other people living in the life after this life. It's consistent among all of the testimonies that we get. And we only use those. My books and Roberta's books are filled with citations. Mine especially have, have oh, three, four thousand. He uses footnotes. I don't use footnotes. But the point yeah. is, they're abundantly corroborated by a lot of people. If, if one person has an experience with a magic person in it, we don't use that experience to mean anything because anybody can have a dream or a weird experience and it doesn't mean anything but apparently now somebody is teaching that there's something called a conductor which is going to show up that that doesn't mean anything that's that's one person's weird dream i've or, never ever or heard three people had a weird dream because one person heard of it yeah right that's it no i have never ever heard of, of that happening it simply is a, a fiction what happens is we do know that that our loved ones will come to us yes that's that's frequent that in fact is almost yeah, universal right that's very common in fact it's, it's very high percentages some people say that among those who are uh, alert uh, just before their transition that as high as 70 percent of them have the sense or the experience or the sight of loved ones who are coming to them they reach out their hands to someone that, that people in the room can't see but they're reaching out their hands as though they were they were touching them they yes. see them up and especially up in the corner up in the right corner of the room for some reason yes. and they yes. and they describe it what and what they talk about very often is going on a trip 
that I, I have to get ready. I, I've got to pack up. It's <laughs> wonderful. They're, yes. they're coming for me and I'm going to be leaving. And so this is very common. People do have loved ones who come to help yes. them the transition. And they also receive energy. They're given energy by our, our universal intelligence during the transition period so that they can make it more easily. But the loved ones do come, the loved ones help them, but there's no conductor. There's no, no somebody has been watching the, the, uh, the Polar Express and uh, <laughs> there's a conductor here that is going to take them. And that's simply not true. That, that is not what happens. No, but, but, um, but fortunately, where, where there, there's a place where you can go and learn what happens because it's consistent and universal among hundreds of individual experiences and that you can trust. And we, we will always tell you the truth. And, and what always happens. But don't believe near-death experiences. Don't believe a few individual experiences where a few weird things happen because, you know, you don't, you just don't want to be led astray. It, it's just unfortunate, but some people believe they can make a buck off this. It's just too bad. Yeah, and in near-death experiences, uh, everyone has to understand that a near-death experience is only near death. And what happens is that it's part of our life lesson. So when person a person goes into a near-death experience, they're going through a part of their lesson. It's going to be teaching them something. They're going to carry back into their lives. So it's tailored it's to them. them. Exactly it's tailored right. To it's them. their experience. And it doesn't mean that that's that their own happen. spirit guide has given to them. Yeah, that's for them. That doesn't mean that it's going to happen for everybody in the same way. But there are consistencies in it, and we can see the consistencies as teaching lessons. These are methods that's like they're in the classroom, they're getting this lecture, they're getting this experience with their instructor, and they are learning lessons from the near-death experience, but it is not identical to what happens when we make the transition. Oh, my dear friends, we've come to the end of our time. I'm so sorry about this, but as you know, we have Craig back every couple of months because he always has something new and wonderful to teach us and, and he, there are several websites now that craig is working with simultaneously at this point craig what's the easiest way for people to reach you yeah the easiest way is to go to, to seekreality.com and everybody should look at it and browse through it and enjoy what's there and you can reach me personally at craig at seekreality.com okay perfect all my love is, as always. And again, we have come to the end of our time. This has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. I'm so happy you could be with us today. Please never forget that you are a powerful, eternal being. You never began. You never will end. And when you, when you really get that, and I hope you get it soon, it changes everything, everything in your life for the better. Next week, our guest is going to be Annette Marinaccio. I hope I said that right. Annette is a healthcare executive, and she also is a CPA. And she's someone who has done something I think a lot of people have thought about doing, but she's somebody who did it. When her mother-in-law transitioned and began to communicate with the family, she actually wrote a book about it. And her book is actually quite good. Um, she talks about how it helped her to open up spiritually and changed her life, and it's a short, a simple, and a quite beautiful book. So we're going to read it together. Please join us next week. And this week, we've been talking with the wise, the wonderful, the beautiful, uh, my dear, precious, 
lifetime friend, Dr. R. Craig Hogan, who's been with us for the 41st time. Actually, that's about right. We're, we'll be 10 years old, Seek Reality. Of, uh, of the, we, we've used the name twice because it's so easy. It's sort of a unique name. We, could, we found it in every form. But it'll be our 10th anniversary as a podcast this coming June. And this time we've been talking about the, the internal and external and universal geography of the astral plane and how it kind of works and fits together. And it's basically who you are universally and forever and how the afterlife actually happens, which is so easy because it's who you always are. Craig and I have figured most of this out independently and before we ever met. And, and when I actually invited him to Austin to talk about his wonderful, wonderful new book, um, I when, when I first met him, I, I was afraid at first. I I was so in awe of him to even start talking to him about it. And and um, his, by the way, it was the, his book was uh, was your universal self. But when we started talking about it, we were completing each other's senses, and I couldn't get over that. But the truth is the truth. And when people who know the truth start talking to one another, they do complete one another's sentences. It was the most ex amazing experience I have ever had. We've worked closely together for the past 15 years. And basically, I sort of do one set of things. He does another set of things. And together, we're doing so much more than I think either of us could do on our own because we have different interests. But we have there's one gigantic hole we're working on. It is the most amazing, wonderful partnership we ever, ever, I think either of us could have had. And I just love working with Craig. He is a great, great human being, and he is working for the world. And he'll be back again with us soon to talk about something else wonderful. And now it's time once again to mention that Seek Reality Online is your one-stop resource for all things afterlife. Just go to seekreality.com and start to learn for yourself finally that your own reality really is eternal. Learn the ultimate truth from Craig Hogan, Craig Hogan himself. He's the ultimate expert on all things afterlife. And teachingsbyjesus.com is your single resource for all the beautiful divine truths that are brought to us in perfect love by the greatest teacher who ever lived. And that's the truth, Master Jesus, the eternally risen Christ. They've used his name for 2,000 years without teaching what he really taught. But now it really is Jesus's turn. As Christianity, the religion finally dies. Finally, the genuine teachings of Jesus can finally come alive. Teachingsbyjesus.com is the Lord Jesus Christ's only eternally religion, religion-free website made by him, for him, in perfect love for you. And now, frankly, we've come to the end of our time truly, so all I can say is this has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Please enjoy and make the most of this coming week in our one reality, always knowing that you are a powerful, eternal being, and you, most of all in the entire universe, you are infinitely loved. You've been listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Roberta blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Join us every week as we explore what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about the one reality we all share. Knowing the truth changes everything.